Mike Fleming. I'm your host of a pen and napkin podcast, a weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number 27, and we are going to cover the second half of Hugh Blaine's book, The Seven Principles of Transformational Leadership. Part one of this, we went through kind of the introduction, and then we went through the first three principles, the purpose principle, the promise principle, and the projects principle. And so today we are going to cover the last four, and we are going to start with the persuasion principle. So what is persuasion? It is convincing and influencing someone to act or think in a certain way. Uh, in some ways, we would maybe call this propaganda. Uh, but when we talk about transformational leadership, it is about positive influence. We are not trying to manipulate someone. We want to positive influ- positively influence them and allow them to flourish in the way that we want them to flourish. And how do you do that? You connect their thoughts and their feelings and their beliefs because those things are so highly interconnected. So you take a look at, as Blaine says, you take a look at thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that drive your player's behavior. And again, we'll, and we'll say the same thing, uh, customers or employees in, in our situation as coaches, uh, we will refer to them as players and how we work with them. And so if a player, uh, you, you, you want to connect with those thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, and then you want to ask why those thoughts, beliefs, and feelings are triggering those behaviors. So if you have a player that gets frustrated very easily, ask, you know, try to drill down with that. Why are you feeling this way? Instead of getting upset with them, try to figure out the why and then correct it from there to help them make themselves better and to allow them to flourish. You also need to have very clear expectations within your program and with your players. And Blaine lists seven fundamental principles and expectations, and here they are. Number one, reaffirm the purpose. What is our purpose? Number two, you need to define success. What is going to be successful for this team? And every team is going to be different. Number three, you clarify roles, responsibilities, and time frames. You, you know, we used to do what we call roll call. We borrowed that from, from Doc Rivers. Uh, we would sit down in front of the team and we would talk about each player in front of the team for 30 to 45 seconds. And we told our players they got to know, accept, embrace, and then fulfill their roles. Okay. Number four, you clarify your de- uh, decision making and what is best to accomplish your purpose. Number five, you schedule status updates. Okay, in two weeks, we want to see our rebounding margin go to here. In two weeks, we want to see our turnover rate go to here. Uh, The sixth thing is address any issues that come up. The the worst thing you can have in your program, in any situation, in any relationship is unresolved issues. And the seventh thing is to confirm the understanding and agreement. Hey, girls, do you understand? Or guys, do you see and do you understand what we are trying to do here and what we are asking from you as a coaching staff. Because if you don't, please ask. We'll do our best to do that. I think this is a great quote, and I believe, you know, the first time I heard this, I believe it was from Aristotle. Not that I was around when Aristotle was alive, but I read about it. How about that? Uh, There is a reason why we have two ears and one mouth. We use our ears. We should be using our ears twice as much as we do our mouth. And that is really important for solving problems and creating a, a great culture within your programs. You need to know uh, how the person you're working with prefers how you communicate with them. Some players 
like to be yelled at. They, they, they get energy off of that. Other players are not like that. They need to be talked to. They need to be explained to, so forth and so on. Uh, be careful about what you say in the sense of getting too technical. Sometimes we as coaches, especially as high school coaches, we know a lot more about the game than our players do. And sometimes we get caught up in, well, this is what Coach K does, or this is what Phil Jackson did. And so we're going to implement these things. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Be sure that you're a great listener. Like uh, Blaine says, listening is an art form. And in order to really crack our kids uh, and get down to where they're at a point where they're flourishing, we have to really let them know that we care about them. We also need to cultivate a collaborative mindset within our team. What do you think about this idea? What should we run here? What should we do there? All right. And so you continue to praise, you continue to praise, and we're going to get to the praising principle here next. And you want to choose language that you would be that that is positive, uplifting, mm-hmm. optimistic, and grateful, so that you can get that positive change. And that leads us to our praising principle. And oftentimes, when players are negative towards themselves, there's three major reasons. And then this is not just players, but human beings in general. There's three major reasons why we may have what we call a negative mindset. You hold on to the past, you're your own worst critic, or you live in fear. And when somebody has a negative mindset, it's usually one of those three things. The vast majority of cases are going to be like that. And if you think of players that maybe you've had a negative mindset with or an assistant coach or whatever it may be, that's where that stuff usually uh, starts. It is also really important that you point out underperformance and what is not acceptable. You're going to lose players. You're going to lose the kids that you really want involved in your program if you allow or tolerate underperformance. And so you've got to ask your players, and not only that, you have to do that yourself. You have to be, and you have to strive to be the top performer within your program so that everybody else knows that you're not only going to talk the talk, you're going to walk the walk, okay? Now, not everything is always rosy. You praise, but you also need to balance that with both positive and constructive feedback. And it's never personal. You never attack a kid on a personal level. But you have to, there's going to be times where you just say, hey, way to throw that in the ninth row and to knock out your mom and dad as they're eating popcorn up there. That's a terrific job. You threw it really hard. That's a great, you know, that was good. No, at some point you're going to have to constructively criticize your players, but you've built up a trustworthy relationship that they know that it's about their best interest. Like we've talked about with the first part of this. Players and and, and praising players and praising your assistant coaches and praising your administration, everybody wants to feel valued and appreciated. It it, it allows and it builds for self-confidence and a belief of what is possible. And you also want to praise as quickly as you can after a behavior. Hey, great pass, Mary. Hey, good rebound, Joey. So forth and so on right after this happens here. Uh, Just some bullet point things here uh, about praise Uh, and, and just overall working with people in general. You don't want to judge people and put them into neat and tidy boxes, okay? That's the last thing we want to do. Uh, We want to ask high-quality questions. Be nice to yourself. Feel good about yourself that you're doing the right thing. Don't take yourself too seriously. Be willing to laugh at yourself and your mistakes. Uh, One of the things that happened in one of our huddles here this summer is we were talking about, I, I said the word flat. I wanted to say the word flat, but I accidentally said fat, 
and my girls started giggling a little bit and I kind of kept talking as if they wouldn't notice. And about five seconds later, I said, yes, I know. I said fat instead of flat. I'm sorry, you know, and we all kind of got a good laugh out of it and kind of diffused the situation a little bit. Be willing to laugh at yourself when you make mistakes. Uh, you got to be disciplined. Be willing to slow things down for yourself, personal life, basketball life, whatever it may be. Uh, limit your decisions. Narrow those down. You want to get just a little bit better every day. We want to get 1% better every day. Uh, focus on progress. Never ask for perfection. You need to narrow your priorities down. And the magic number for priorities is somewhere between three, at the most, five. That's where your priorities need to be at. With our new program, four priorities. Four priorities is all we have. The sixth principle is a perseverance principle, and you got to persevere. Anybody that's been through athletics, one of the great teaching uh, lessons about athletics is perseverance, that there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be adversity. You've got to persevere with it, uh, and it's not just for players. It's for coaches. Coaches, if you want to be a head coach, but you haven't got that crack after two, three years of putting stuff out there, you got to just keep persevering. How badly do you want it? It's an endurance test. And keep working those connections. Keep doing your job. Take care of your business. Um, and, and, and I guarantee you, if you are worthy of a position, somebody is going to hire you. So persevere. Uh, here's a quote from the book. Luck has nothing to do with it because I've spent many, many hours, countless hours, on the court working for my one moment in time, not knowing when it would come. And that's the way you have to look at your profession. Uh, as a player, you need, to you need to influence your players in that regard that this is the way you need to look at, at what we're trying to do. If you want to learn, you need to ask for advice. You need to reach out to other people. Uh, advice between co two colleagues is, is gold. And, and one of the great blessings that I've had this summer is working with the coaches we have with our club team. We're all high school coaches, and we've just been bouncing ideas off of one another all summer. All summer, excuse me. Uh, but the, you cannot sit and just... Uh, you know, this is the way we've always done it. No, you can't do that. You have to be willing to change. Now, if you've done some things for a long time and they have worked for you, you have to be willing to tweak those things. You have to be, you know, relook at them and go, okay, does this work for this team? Does this work for this player? Does this work for this situation? Or do we need to reevaluate it? And every offseason is a great time to look at what you're doing and why you're doing it and reevaluate what you're doing because you cannot just do the same things over and over again and expect the same results. The game tra uh, changes far too rapidly for that to happen. You also need to search out those new experiences. Like, like I said, you know, ask for advice, ask for help, talk to your colleagues, get new information from people. And it is really important as you persevere, it's going to assist you, it's going to make you better. Uh, as we, as I said with our first part of this, uh, great sailors were never made on smooth seas. You've got to go through some things in order to get better at your job. And then our last principle in uh, Hugh Blaine's The Seven Principles of Transformational Leadership, the preparation principle. And the greatest gift that you can have is in your failures and the barriers that are put up against you. And you just have to keep grinding away. If you want to know about the preparation principle, the per perseverance principle, all of these principles, if you could narrow it down to one film that Blaine brings up in, in principle number seven here, it would be the old uh, Ron Howard-directed movie, Apollo 13. And about everything that you could have here with this, it, it translates into so much stuff. High hopes and aspirations, 
adversity hits, you have to make changes on the fly, but you prepared yourself, you have skills that you didn't know when you were going to use them, but you needed to apply them, so forth and so on. I would highly recommend at some point with your team this, uh, this upcoming season, put that movie in to your uh, Have a Surprise Movie Day and watch Apollo 13, but then talk to your team about how that movie will fit into our, our season and how things have happened and how can we use this to make us better. There's going to be times where you have great dissatisfaction and frustration. It could be with a parent, could be with a player, could be with administration, uh, could be all of the above. If you do this long enough, you're probably going to be in that situation. You, you need to that, take that dissatisfaction, taste that, take that frustration, learn from it, take that adversity, and make yourself better. But then at the end of it, you have to take responsibility for your actions and what you could or could not have done better. And you need to model accountability and truth-telling. And sometimes the truth hurts. And sometimes you need to hear the truth. And the Lord knows I've heard it, that, that hey, we didn't do this well enough. We got to look at this differently, so forth and so on. So in order to practice that, take a look at two or three things. Try to think back at the end of the day, two or three things, two or three events, and how did you react to this conversation? How did you react to this uh, social media situation? Whatever it may be, and, and try to make yourself better as a result of it. So, The Seven Principles of Transformational Leadership by Hugh Blaine. I highly re recommend it. A lot of really, really good stuff. And, I, and you know, I just touched the tip of the iceberg. I just hit some key points with this book. But I highly recommend it. It's a great read. It's a simple read, as I said, in part one. Took me a week and a half, two weeks to get through the whole thing. So... Uh, if you're listening, you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, like, rate, review, give us a five-star review, forward this out to like-minded coaches. Again, our whole purpose at A Pen and a Napkin is to make ourselves better, to hone our craft. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, email me at napkin at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at A Pen and a Napkin. Try to put out daily coaching information on there. Uh, Going to be loading up on some podcasts here. Uh, we've got three or four interview podcasts coming up here over the next week or so. Going to have some really, really good stuff out there with some really, really good coaches. So, coaches, as always, let's pray for peace. Let's stay safe. And let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.